I'm slapping my go. knee right now. I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> right? There you go. I'm hand boning. <laughs> Not sure if the mic can pick that up or. It, 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 there should be there should be more women in the hand boning scene. It's all just kind of a bunch of like old like dudes just on the stage just going at it. But like I don't know. I feel like there's. I don't have any it. idea what's happening right now. Oh, you don't know what hand boning is? Just imagine oh. a guy with bib overalls slapping himself. That's what hand boning is. <laughs> I don't Not... know if I want to imagine that actually. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I mean. And usually if you go to like a state fair or something, sometimes you will meet a ham boneman, you know, just ham boning. Like he's in between like the pie eating contest and the election of the queen of whatever produce the parade's based off of. So, um, Rain, how about you do your thing? This is Barely Furcasting, featuring Tabin, an Injured Nerves audio production. And Mubark Fluff to every fur in the Potterverse. Welcome to Barely Forecasting featuring Taven. I'm Rain Raccoon, your guest producer for this episode. I'm joined today by our guest host, the luminous and talented Lux Operon, and her co host, the pup we love the most, Taven. Hey, what's up, everybody? My name is Lux. It rhymes with trucks and also ducks and also flux and also. Okay, this rat fellow. Beetle Blux. Hi! Beetle Bucks? Beetle Blux? <laughs> it, it, blocks? I don't know. Beetle Blocks? That yeah, kind of. I mean, sort of. That's that's my rap. <laughs> I'm just to it. Word. Alright. Down with the. Uh, <laughs> I I don't know. Elephant. I don't know what's yeah. going on. And you're Taven! Hooray! Yay! Yes, thank you, Lux Oprah, for being on the show. Our wonderful Barely is off on a trip, and so uh, we got Lux Operon to... I say, is it Operon or Operon? I keep saying it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so so Operon has the same Latin root as opera and operator, so however you pronounce those words, it's just opera and then on. Upper. So. Upper than on. Okay. <laughs> it's yeah. better than... Downer than off, I guess. But yeah, so uh, we... Lux downer off. That makes me sound Lux... like I'd be like, like, like Scandinavian. Like, I am Lux downer off. Hello, doodle doodle doodle. Doodle doodle doodle. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, yes, Lux was very uh, nice. To we reached out to Lux. She was on episode twenty-seven. She was our guest on episode twenty-seven. So if you go back and listen to her back there. She was very nice enough to uh, co-host with me on uh, the show while Barely is out. So thank you so much, Lux, for that. So yes, yeah. Moo Bark Fluff. Moo Bark Fluff to all you furs in the part, part, partyverse, I guess. The potiverse. Potiverse. Thank you for tuning yeah. in and listening to us today. And so uh, we, we were just talking about Lux, and Lux makes these wonderful, so shout out, makes these wonderful, beautiful, neon glowy things and has expanded and makes other wonderful gifts and creations and just to i guess uh what's the word uh promote i think is that's that's a word i think that's a word isn't it i mean i didn't the the check hasn't cleared for my my ad with you guys so maybe Uh, maybe maybe not well well, (laughs) i was gonna say all right Okay, just just don't tell barely. Just don't tell barely. Oh, like, we won't tell barely. He won't I was hear this. Say, sure. Like I'm, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try to get those, um, those, those. What would they be? They'd be like fluff coins to y'all. I swear the script is gonna take off. It's just gotta. I just gotta get more clout. But uh, yeah, no, I'm definitely. I th- my business has done a lot better. I mean, well, not even better, but just it's grown a lot more since I've spoken with y'all. I'm actually now better known 
for my pup hoods than my badges, which is insane. Interesting. And the pup hoods came up recently, was didn't they? Yeah, yeah. I um I made a special hood for Pride, and he's now off to his new home in God. I want to say either Alabama, somewhere in the South, which is exciting. Uh, there's some other collabs coming up. I'm actually outfitting a rough stuff base. They're based out of the UK. Nice. Um, and I've actually done a couple more custom pieces. So it's weird because I didn't think it was, it's literally just something I was like, I could probably put EL wire on this. And now it's a full, gosh, probably half my business now is pup related things, which is awesome. wild. And the community is super cool. Everyone's been, I've gotten great reception from folks on like Twitter and abroad. And I'm really looking forward to live events coming back. And that right. was too serious. So I need to do something silly. So uh, yeah, okay. Whatever. I mean, uh, and so <laughs> where can furs, if they want to check out your wonderful neon stuff and your wonderful pup hoods, uh, do you have a website or where should they go to find out about these things? Yeah, so I got a site, uh, borntoglow.co, borntoglow.co is my home website where you can do retail purchases. I'm also super active on the Twitter and the Telegram. And unlike a lot of other furries, I actually really don't mind cold DMs. Like folks can just hit me up and I'm always down to chat. So Luxoperon, it's all one word with a zero instead of an O at the end of it. Um, nice. And then on Telegram, just Lux underscore Operon. Hit me up anytime. Nice. Well, not too hard, but she is pretty sturdy, I mean, so you can hit a little bit. But I was gonna say uh, you could knock not three times on the ceiling. I don't know how that song goes, but <laughs> I, I love it. I love somewhere it. Somewhere in there, yeah. It's somewhere. <laughs> so yeah. So Lux makes wonderful neon glowy things, pup hoods yeah. and stuff. And and me, what do I make? Well, I just make furs. Cringe is really all I make. Taven, you are too humble. Taven, Taven, you. Are a, you release dopamine in my brain, which allows <laughs> me to shoulder another gray, sad day without conventions and all that. You, you are, your love is my drug. So don't you well, ever diminish you the, what the so service you nice. Get. I am so glad we had Lux on. Barely, I don't, <laughs> I don't know if you have a job anymore here, but um, anyway. Uh, and considering this an interview, so we're uh, There you go. Uh, wow, that's a it. long interview. That's scary. Um, and... <laughs> So um, you listened to some of our episodes to prepare for mm. co-hosting. How far did you get? Yeah, I went about, I didn't want to like get too lost in the weeds because there's some stuff you do that's new now. There's some stuff you don't do. I listened to the last like four episodes back to back last night and today. So wow. I had a pretty good feeling about uh, nice. how the sausage is made, if you will. So... <laughs> Dun, dun, dun. podcast sausage right ah, i don't know if that was, that was supposed to sound ominous but you know the delicious tender juicy well, podcast sausage sandwiched between two buns of entertainment covered in condiments of guests and so I, this metaphor is falling apart but that's okay i just <laughs> so how i'm gonna i'm gonna move us along then oh no david's driving um, the car would do okay I, Go ahead, David. It's, it's, yeah, well, well, I am, I am in the car and my head's out the window because I like having right. fur and everything. Cool. So, weekly challenge for furs. Um, any fur that has been listening recently knows that we have this new little tiny segment where we have a weekly challenge for furs. Uh, for example, one time we said just feed the meter for some random person or something. And that was nice. And this week's weekly challenge is to call your parents and wish them a happy, fluffy, furry day. And the challenge there is 
Do they know you're a fur? Would they know what you're talking about when you specifically say fluffy furry day? Anyway, there's the challenge for furs. And Lux, yeah. are you going to participate in that challenge? Of course. Well, actually, you know, it's so funny. Today is my father's birthday. He is ah. 62 years young today. Nice. And Congratulations, as, Mr. Dan. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, well, if, if you're familiar with the deep lore of this podcast, then you'll recall that I somehow turned my dad into a furry. So I actually sent him right. some hand paws for his birthday. And right. also, as far as calling your parents, you should also like call your grandparents because maybe your parents are on like the socials. Maybe they're on the Twitter or their Facebook, but grandma and grandpa, maybe not. And if you, you know, if you have a, you know, if you have them in your life still, and if you have a good relationship with them, I mean, I know that my grandparents, cause I still have my paternal grandmother, like it, she, her day, the highlight of her day is when her grandkids call. So the easiest nice. thing that y'all can do is pick up that phone and dial 1-800-CALL-MY-GRANDMA. Well, don't actually call that number because it's probably... Yeah. Else, I was but. just thinking, actually, don't call that. If that is your don't actual call one eight hundred, call like one eight hundred. Dial a grandparent. Um, no, just call call <laughs> grandma, call grandpa, and if they don't understand the furry thing, that's fine. But just call them and let them know, hey, I'm spending my college money on a costume, and I'd like your support. There you go. See what they there say. you go. Shout out to them, definitely. <laughs> Absolutely. So, and that actually leads nicely into, so we have this segment, which you might've heard then recently, Lux, the last week today. So these are like follow-ups. So this is also telling any for that doesn't yeah. know. These are follow-ups from last week. And in my case, it ends up being kind of last season today, but we'll, we'll get to that. So <laughs> I, I say this relates to the challenge because last week's challenge to furs was to cook in a fursuit. And so yeah. shout out to TikTok, not like the platform TikTok, but uh, mm. TikTok the fur from our BFFT chat mm -hmm. because he actually posted some pictures of him doing just that. So we actually had a fur. Awesome. It is. And you know, it's mm -hmm. kind of sad because we do these challenges and we always say, okay, furs write in to us, join the chat and write in or tweet mm -hmm. or, you know, we have many platforms where you can write to us and, and tell mm -hmm. us about your, how you did the challenge. And no fur mm -hmm. ever does. I think maybe TikTok's the first fur to mm -hmm. actually like do it. That really? So what was, what was he cooking? I'm curious. What was he cooking? It was something on the stove in a bowl. I don't even okay. know. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, that's, that's yeah. good. Well, maybe you know we can do a call to action on the end of Call Your Parents. And you know what you should do is you should come back to us, come back to the chat when you're done calling either your grandparents or your parents, and you let us know. If you manage to break the whole I'm a furry whatever, you should absolutely ask them, if you had a fursona, what would your species, you know? And then come back to us and let us know if moms and dads are beagles or if they're cows or if they're chickens or if they're whatever because my dad's a goat and you know like that was it's because he bought a maskimal at walmart but pfft, i mean it's a furry fan right? <laughs> Look, truth. so find your parents personas report it back to us we'll assimilate it into a table and then we'll maybe contact the first science people and be like check out what the olds are they're whatever check out what the olds are which go. leads us perfectly into <laughs> rain time to post the link <laughs> yes, it is. And the link is going live now. Bye, for fun. Who wants to hang out with the relatively famous Lux Operan and Tabin and Rain? <laughs> 
maybe some love will come. I don't know. Oh, sorry, Harry. You're kind of cilantro in the taco. But you're very so, important. So, cilantro you're very in the taco. Important. Yeah. Cilantro. Oh, no. Well, the good thing I like cilantro. I was going to say, like, cilantro gets a lot of gaff that it doesn't really deserve, I guess. I don't know. It's, someone said it's like genetics, whether it tastes like soap or not. I'm like, I just think that it's, you know, culture, <laughs> to be perfectly honest. I don't know. Well, you if know, they don't like cilantro, just call it coriander. Ah, that's, that's a Ah, sneaky. there you go. Sneaky, sneaky, sneaky. Or Seluxtro. That doesn't actually really work, but there it is. That makes me sound like I'm a villain in a 1910s like black and white movie tie and a chick to the railroad tracks and going, yeah, I am Seluxtro. And then the- I am Seluxtro. Yeah, maybe I'm I'm tying barely to the train tracks and then you swing in as the dashing hero. And then we like, we we fight with like sabers or whatever. And then you're like, have at something. Yeah, rapscallion, and then you 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 stab me with the saber, and then you free barely off the train tracks, and then I get hit by the train, and there's like ragtime, like dun, 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 dun. yeah. It was- I, I I just had this vision of like. Because uh, stabbing you with a saber, so I have this mm-hmm. big, huge kitty that I'm stabbing you with because oh, I'm yes, stabbing yes, you with a saber. Absolutely, yeah. You're, or actually, you're just taking the whole fursuiter, and he just comes up and is like, just, meh, you know, meh. Yeah, exactly. So, Theater of the mind here. I guess while we're waiting, <laughs> I can continue with last week today. Go for it. Go for it. Go for it. A go for it. Is that go. like a little thing? So I don't know. There's something about it's not a possum, but it's a gopher. I'm going to stop because I was going to say gopher, also known as a woodchuck, because how much wood could a woodchuck oh. wood could chuck wood? Question how for much our times. With a lux, 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 if a lux rain could barely lux. That's that a question I was going to say. I could probably write a thesis was... on that. Rain, you keeping that? <laughs> uh, p- please do. I would I love to say, see. Oh. You should get a flufferit degree. In- oh. Instead of a doctorate, you can get a flufferit degree it. for that one. Anyway. I'm still working on my fluffsters, though. You know, so. Yeah. God bless. Yeah. No, we'll, we'll, I, we apparently have a lot to say when we start talking about the flux, flufters dictionary. I can't even say it. But so uh, last week today, so last week during the Monty Python penguin bit that we did with Barely, we, meaning I, that I did with Barely, mm-hmm. I asked, who is Dr. Brownowski? Yeah. And we didn't know. So it turns out that, and Lux, do you know who Dr. Brownowski is? See, I do, but I'm going to pretend that I don't. I don't, Tabin. Tell me about well, Jacob Brownowski. Bron. Bronowski. Okay. Yes. I got that this. one. Well, I'm so glad you asked. I will tell you about Jacob. And apparently you didn't know something because I said doctor, but you said Jacob. But mm. we won. <laughs> so thank you for um pretending <laughs> not to know, just for my my puppy's sake. Um sure. well, it turns out that Dr. Jacob Bronowski, who lived um January 1908 to August 22nd, 1974, was a Polish-British mathematician and historian. He is best known for developing a human—I can't even say—humanistic approach to science, and also he was the presenter and writer of the thirteen-part 1973 BBC television documentary series and accompanying book. Holy pup! This is a long sentence. Mm. The Ascent of Man, mm. which the sentence is not over, which led to his regard as one of the most celebrated intellectuals, period. So that <laughs> was a huge sentence. Mm. That you did very well, Taven. Anyway. You did very well. 
Congrats. And did you have something to say about Jacob? Yeah, I'm, I'm looking over Mrs. his. Uh, I'm looking over his 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 oh, Wikipedia right now, and my goodness, I mean, the man wrote. Uno, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco, seis, siete, ocho, nueve. Okay, I can't count that high in Spanish. Something like 23, 24 books. That's a lot of writing. Yeah, this, this, this guy, he seems like he's one of them, them old-timey intellectuals that just had his, his fingers in a lot of pies. He was given, uh, he's apparently a like a, a real good chess player. He was given a half blue while at Cambridge, and I have no idea what that means. I don't know how you get half a color. Uh, half blue? Yeah. I, I'm not sure what that, so this pup, does play chess and has mm. played chess and knows actually mm-hmm. a lot about the lingo and stuff. And I've never heard of an award of a half blue. So maybe it was a special Cambridge thing. Yeah. Okay. So blue is an award of sporting colors. It's the, the British spelling oh. of colors with a U earned by athletes Not at with some me, universities. But with you. Yeah. Yeah. Again, uh, for competition at the highest levels. So, first of all, sporting colors. So apparently they think chess is a sport in England. Okay. And secondly, he only earned half of it. So, I don't know. He, I don't know if he played half a game of chess. So maybe it's not as good. Yeah, Possibly. I mean, maybe it doesn't. It's as nice of a thing as as uh, we think. I don't I know. Anyway, say. I don't know. So Doctor, shout go out ahead. to him if, for being if, a half of a thing. Yeah, if if we're live, go ahead and dial one eight hundred Inform Table and Lux and let us know how you cut colors in half to win at chess. In Great Britain, there you go. Make, are we not live? We're not live. No, don't call that number. Just don't. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot be held liable for this. Too many numbers I, I, in that phone number, anyway. That there are so it, many. Right. So that's last week today, and this is part of last week today too, but also more of a last season today because it's from last season. So mm-hmm. I listen to um, after the episodes come out. I, I listen to them, of course, because I want to hear what amazing work Rain and Barely has done on it. So shout out to Rain. Say hi, Rain. Hi, all. Don't forget Bixby. And Bixby. Oh, my fluff. Oh, my fluff. Oh, I'm so sorry, Bixby. Sorry. Bixby. Bixby. Barely. And Rain. And Rigda. And Rigda. Rigda. Are they, they're, they're like and little elves, right? You guys are like Santa's elves. They, of Tabin's they, Santa. Much are. You know? They are. And, and, and Donner <laughs> and Blitzen. And Blitzen. Yeah. So, yeah. so anyway, I, I, I listen to the episodes after they come out to, to hear how wonderful of a job they did and everything. Mm. I'm really behind. Uh, I just finished, well, I'm almost done listening to episode 46. Mm. Uh, so that was a while ago. but um, And that's the episode where we had Misha B. Barkin on to talk. Oh, uh, he was okay. our guest. Mm. And he was, um, he does play woodwind instruments and stuff. And so barely asked. So what qualifies as a woodwind instrument? You know, got some nice facts about that. So shout mm. out to that episode go back any for listening to episode 46 and you can hear misha talk about misha i mean talk about things and anyway so misha wait 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 hold, hold up hold up misha the bear like a soviet bear from the olympics misha b barkin oh no 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 no, 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 no. misha b barkin misha b barkin middle initial b that sounds like if if, if like for, forgive it. That sounds kind of like if um, Jar Jar Binks had a first sound. Misha, me barking. But sorry, that was terrible. <laughs> oh no! I oh, apologize no. to everyone. I, I feel like I know. I feel like I'm going to have nightmares for the next week now. <laughs> so thank you for that, Lux. Jar Jar Binks in a fursuit. Yeah, that would be that would be horrifying. Oh, oh man! Uh, oh, that's. <laughs> I'm sorry, <you>. David. <laughs> 
<laughs> anyway, so he was talking about woodwind yeah. instruments. And so, of course, I wondered, oh, is this an instrument? Is a piano a woodwind mm-hmm. instrument? And is a triangle a woodwind mm-hmm. instrument? And is a, and is a. And um, Ben barely said, okay, I'm going to move us along because I don't want Haven to go through every mm-hmm. instrument in the orchestra. And anyway, so one of the instruments I wondered if it's a woodwind is a slide whistle. Mm. And it turns out that a slide whistle is not a theremin. And I say that for an actual reason okay. this time, because Barely thought I was talking about a theremin. And I'm like, well, what's a theremin? And then he said, well, go look it mm-hmm. up. And so I, I finally looked it up. And a theremin mm-hmm. is not just a, th- it does go woo, 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 mm-hmm. woo, woo, like that, but it's, it's better known as an electric musical instrument that's control, controlled mm-hmm. without physical contact by the thereminist. That's the, per, the person that performs the mm-hmm. theremin. That's a very hard word to say. Can you say thereminist? You know, I would panic but, about how many, like thereminist, no, theremist, too little. It's kind of like spelling banana. I don't know how many N-A's to end at the end. Like this banana. I know, and you can't, or Mississippi or something. It's like you just keep going. I mean, I graduated college and I can't, I can't. That's <laughs> um, right. So that's the theremin thing you might have seen. You use your hands to control like the volume yeah. and all that good stuff. Anyway, that's you know, what a theremin funny, Funnily is. enough, back in, in my steampunk days, I went to this convention called TeslaCon, and there was a guy playing on the theremin in the hotel lobby. He was playing like requests, and I threw oh. like 15 bucks in his little case, and I'm like, play Wonderwall. And he's, he, he gave me this look of like, really? And I threw another five in there. I'm like, play it? And so he played... Not just Wonderwall, but also Champagne Supernova on the theremin. I was I was very pleased. Nice. Yeah. I would I would just kept throwing money in there till he did it. I mean, because yeah. Until he did it. It's like, come on, dude. I I don't have a lot of money right now. So well, come on, yeah. I mean, that, this was back before like I was actually making any money crafting, but listening to like on the theremin is it doesn't sound like anything until you come up to somebody and you start singing along then because it's only like one note. So he's just kind of like holding his hand yeah. in one spot. Just and, and all and the entire time he's maintaining eye contact with me angrily as I'm just sitting there <laughs> vibing. Oh, it, was, it was kind of like something out of a David Lynch video, but anywho. Yeah. Nice. Very, very, very surreal. Oh. I think I just went on a very surreal journey <laughs> just now. Where everybody's taking a journey with us, Haven. It's great. We're taking a walk through the realm of the theater of the mind or whatnot. Um, should we take the link down, Rain? Oh, no, no one. No one's going to be my friend. I was just oh. going to say that. Nobody wants to be our friend Oh, today. man. No, I was going to say. The link is coming down. You guys do a lot of carrot. Maybe you should do some sticks. Be like, all right, guys, for every time that we don't get a five-minute first for fun, we're going to post... Hmm, what would you post? Maybe like, like we could look up like cursed images on the internet or something and be like, hey, here's a picture of a fish on a turkey smoking a cigarette. How does that make you feel? I don't know. I really? tried that. I oh, thought no. having myself on five minute first for fun was enough of a deterrent for everybody. And you were a delight. You, no. Nobody. Come on. Nobody believed me, and uh-huh. I come on and ruined mm-hmm. everything, and they they just keep I mean, letting you me could, do this. You're, yeah. such a, you're, you're such a furry for ruining everything like that. I mean, you could, you, we could have an uninterrupted 30 seconds of, like, out-of-tune polka in the podcast just to be like, all right, guys, you, get, you guys, the, the polka gets longer. 
as people don't come in, you know? They're like, all right, start with 15 seconds. That's 30 seconds. It'd be like, okay, guys, there's <laughs> long enough five minutes for the first. We're committing to just like like Lawrence Welk oh, madness. You're just going to knuckle down and have to listen to like, dun 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 I mean, you know, I just, these are thoughts. These are thoughts. Because y'all y'all gave him a lot of carrot. I think it's time for the stick for your listeners. It's it's only if you care at all if you <laughs> if do you, that. That's uh, that maybe like maybe like you or actually you guys could maybe compose a song that's like band aid where it's like five minutes for first. Someone please log on. <laughs> Someone please join our podcast and give us content or something. You know you could. I know I could probably sing that song for you. Okay, we're we're way off base. We gotta we gotta roll this right through. We're getting off the rails. Right? Oh, off. Yeah, we're off the rails. Ding dong, ding dong. <laughs> That's my duck noise. Okay. Oh, uh, yeah. Fluster's a bridge dictionary it is time for, which I'm speaking like Yoda, which is cool. So, Tabin, uh, there's a Hi. word on here that you have said that there you is. are going to explain now because you have summoned it into existence with your mouth beat. And that word is scrutinitini, I believe, right? So it's like an Italian pronounced scrutinitini, maybe, possibly. <laughs> maybe, possibly. maybe. All right. What, some scrutinitini, yeah. So, so is it um, shape of pasta or what is it? The, the, the fluff. <laughs> Um, the fly, the fluster is a Bridget dictionary thing for any for that doesn't know is so apparently this pup right here has some words and very often these words no fur actually knows because uh, they're like Tabin words apparently mm. and so barely at one point started making a big list of all the Tabin words and so ever since um, this whole season every episode mm. he's been defining a new. Taben word each week. And so this week's word is scrut. I can't believe I actually said this once because I can't even do this with your fingers and like the scrutiatini. Scrutiatini. See my camera? I can't even do that. Scrut. Scrutin. Wait. I practiced this. Wait. Scrutinan. Scrutin. Hold on. Scrutinan. T. Scrutinat. So that's the word. And now I'll define it. And it has actually nothing to do with Italian food or scrutinizing anything, as you might think. So in the English language, when you take an adjective and you put on the letters I-T-Y at the end, you get a noun. There's So this word does not end in I-T-Y, just T-Y, but it's the same idea. So to scrutinitin is an adjective that describes a tinitin. And you can look this up. A tinitin is a Georgian feminine name meaning sunbeam. So a scrutinitinti is a sunbeam that is lost in the forest. Oh, okay. Because your explanation was a lot easier, oh, but it, it wasn't the truth. Because well, also, like the scrutinitini, like it also, it could also be like, ask your doctor about scrutinitini. Are you having issues with Saturday night fever, fursuit fleas, and not being able to say the word scrutinitini? If so, ask your doctor about the word you can't say, scrutinitini. Side effects may include uh, guest hosting on a podcast and maybe not being prepared for it. Hooray! <laughs> for example. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, oh. which, which also reminds me of fairy tale. Oh yeah, remember your fairy tale. Um, so I have a three trivia questions for you. Lux. <gasps> you do? 
I don't know if I deserve them. You do I deserve them? Well, okay, I'll do one at okay. a time, and I'll I'll decide if you deserve the okay. next one. Okay, I, I appreciate that. Thank you. All right, let's get them out. So the first thing is, what is the name of the largest city in the U.S. with only one syllable? Oh, one syllable. Shoot, the largest city in the U.S. that is one syllable. Bath. <laughs> Um, no, <laughs> although I do need one. <laughs> okay. But, um, the answer is Flint, which is a city in Flint, Michigan. Flint, Michigan. My father lives has... in Flint. Ah, oh, should have known well, that. There you should go. Known that. There's known that. That. Uh, right. <laughs> it has a population of over 100,000. And actually, depending on how you pronounce mm-hmm. it, like if you're one of the locals, mm-hmm. The biggest city with one syllable is actually Newark, New Jersey. Ah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it doesn't actually classify. It's, it's, it's big, but it'd be big if yeah. you get out of the way. I'm walking here, right? I'm walking. Wait, is that wait Newark? <laughs> That's New York. Oh God, no! I you're gonna, well, you know what? Now you're gonna get hate mail because people are actually the call in to correct me. Yeah. Right, these coasters get real cranky about that kind of thing. (laughs) I guess you, you. I I think you deserve the next one. I guess I I don't know. Admonish Rain. Does she deserve the next one? Yes, I believe she does. Although Barely is going to be very upset because you know Barely does the New Jersey accent. So, oh, does (laughs) yeah. I I was actually just thinking. Hello, editing room floor. My name is Lux. Go for it. So what is the longest single player game? The longest single player game, uh, electronic or a, a analog uh, game? A- anything. Anything. Uh, well, this feels like it, um, but let's see. Well, let's see. <laughs> <laughs> it, this podcast yeah pretty much so let's stick to electronic well, i was I gonna say this this section specifically um so i'm gonna get so so the, are you talking about the longest that has been played in history or the longest that's been co- a session continuously played the longest like it takes to complete it gotcha i'm going to say that the longest game I would imagine it's chess. Like, I bet that there's a chess game that right now that's been going for, like, something stupid, like, 75, 80 years, I bet. Am I right? You are not. <laughs> so, actually, there's there's three, and I don't know if this is the official thing, but I just want to give, I guess, a shout-out to three games. Mm-hmm. One is called The Longing, and it's a game that the default completion time is 400 days. Oh, my God. All right. Yeah, so that's... And, and actually, there's things you can do to complete it in 20 hours. But gotcha. actually, it, it's the default completion time is 400 days. The thing that you do is you stop playing the game. <laughs> That's how you complete it. You, you give up. And it's interesting <laughs> you say that. Speaking of stop playing the game, uh-huh. there's this game called the Stanley Parable. Yes. And it requires you to... Mm-hmm. Oh, you I, I played this. it, okay, actually. So yeah. You, did you play it the right... Because apparently, it requires you to turn the game on, mm-hmm. then shut it mm-hmm. off and not play it for five years. So to... Complete of the Stanley Parable Stanley requires five Parable. years of real time, mm. but if you, if you turn it on, the timer resets. Now, is that your knowledge oh, of the game? I maybe so. So that that might be there. There was an indie game that came out called the Stanley Parable that's different than that. It might have the same name, oh. but the other Stanley Parable. Yeah, I, there, there there was a game called the Stanley Parable, or maybe I'm mixing it up with something else. It, it's a game that has like fun perspectives and it's got kind of portal energy to it. So, but yeah, probably think it's something different, but. I think it's different yeah. than this this what? one because is this one you have to turn it off and you can't turn it back mm-hmm. on for five years. Yeah, that game's so. called Live Your Life. And then the third one, 
You, you, speaking of living your life, there's this game called Desert Bus, which requires <gasps> you to not. Bus. I know about Desert Bus. Oh, you know this you game. Because uh, okay. Desert Bus for Hope, the charity stream, I would watch that like every year and I would pay the money and I'd be like, continue to suffer for my entertainment. It's like, it's kind of like gladiatorial combat, except way less entertaining and way more painful, probably. I'd rather be eaten by a lion than play Desert Bus. <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, it, it sounds like it. it uh, yeah. So the, the requirements are that you actually drive yeah. a bus for, to- for a total of nearly. 25,000 miles mm. at 45 miles yep. per hour in real time and there's no save function yep. like if, if you stop you, you can't save it you have to start all over mm. if if you stop the game mm-hmm. so it turns out that the rare few people who could actually complete mm-hmm. the game will have kept the game running somewhere between 1,000 and 3,000 hours mm. and been actively driving it for a good portion of that mm. time so anyway, um, there's that. Mm-hmm. So your third trivia question yes. is, mm-hmm. I, I think you deserve All right. it. So you, you know about like a self-driving cars is mm. a thing that they're trying to do and have been a little successful. And I've heard about these mm-hmm. like self-driving locomotion things. So like self-driving trains yeah. and things like mm-hmm. that. So the question is, how does this happen? What's the main thing that does this? How does this happen that trains and cars can actually self-drive themselves? Okay. I'd like to take the physical challenge. <laughs> anyone gonna dare me to double dare me no is okay that, all right well should, should uh, i just say the answer or <laughs> you can just dump me in slime i was i was going on family double dare is what had this challenge um family so i but yeah i got a nod back there i i cut the answer is far more boring but yeah it's it's solving captions is how we're training these things so because right now when you solve a captcha it's like uh find a car find a bus find this why is it all stuff on the road well we're teaching cars what things are in theory so there's that i know that you can also because they read like white lines on the road you can actually trap a self-driving car in a circle of salt like it's a demon it's really cool exactly <laughs> it, it is but i'm i'm going to have to say that all that is not the correct answer what oh. the correct answer is the correct way huh? that cars and trains can self navigate mm-hmm. is through lots of training <laughs> Letting that one wash over me, like, have courage, my soul. I got to sing a spiritual here to lift. That was that. I mean, Taven, that dad joke had had a whole bumper. That was a self-driving car of a dad joke that just mowed me over at a pedestrian crossing. So you need to train the AI of your dad joke a little better, I think, because I I am now (laughs) flattened on the pavement. I am a road waffle of a woman. So that's all right. Nice, nice, nice. Speaking of waffles, let's move on to our mailbag. Yeah. Did you guys get? Ma- did you guys so, get? Um, you guys also subscribe to uh, to Hello Waffle? It's like Hello Fresh, except only waffles. Ooh, no, we don't. Maybe saw, we should. Maybe we'll actually I was get some say, mail. Gonna say, yeah, yeah, man. You see, you basically, and but it's, it's all it's all analog. You have to actually put a check in a stomped envelope and then send it to where the waffle elves live, which are actually, it's the tallest tree in Montana where they occupy. And then they'll process your request in 30 to 45 business days and then subscribe you to their mailed waffle service. But if you eat too many of them, 
you will poop glitter. So just elf waffles. You got to be careful. This sounds like a lot of work to for that sparkling ending. So um, <laughs> I don't know if I'll do that. I mean, but it, I, I was going to say, but I mean, people already here in America have that blue maple syrup. So you might as well have like an elf waffle, yeah. you know? It's true. Mm-hmm. It's true. Exactly. So what the mailbag really is, is uh, Marit, shout out to Marit, and this was probably spawned in response to the recent episode where I asked Barely, who is Donnie most? And so he sent us uh, the family guy clip where Donnie most is rising from the haze and they have the music in the background. And so, yeah. If there's, if there's, there's of course my yeah. Three. If there's one thing I love Family Guy for, it's obscure musical references. Like, cause I am, I mean, I will regularly break out into like this the the B sides from Oklahoma in my apartment, and my roommate have to be like, Lux, what do you know? And I'm like, Paul Lux <laughs> is dead. Paul Lux is dead. Well, hey, there's those dulcet tones that we've been missing from. Uh, there from you Paris. go. Okay, he's got to sing more yeah. Oklahoma. See, I love how you brought it there around. Yeah. <laughs> So how about then? I mean, we're we're actually this wow, we're segueing nice because yeah. our next thing to talk about is our media. media. And we just kind of just started talking mm-hmm. about it. So uh media, what things have you been watching or listening to or whatever? Like? Yeah. Uh so I I am intending to start watching the new season of Castlevania. It's on the radar. Uh but yeah, I, I wanted to mention that Raya and the Last Dragon. That Disney flick that where they were doing the weirdo premiere access thing that no one likes. It's now available uh, <laughs> for not for free, but it's available without the upcharge on uh, Disney Plus. And I got to tell you, like, I know that there's been a bit of controversy around this film and that it's it, they, people think that it's oh. derivative of Avatar and the Last Airbender. And I watched it. I, I kind of I can see it. But the thing is, it's visually speaking, it's weird to call a CG movie gorgeous, quote unquote. But the environmental storytelling in Ryan the Last Dragon is is phenomenal. The world feels like it lives and breathes. I think they were trying to do that with Frozen 2, the whole plot about the river and the forest and whatever. But like in, in Ryan the Last Dragon, watching the sets and watching everything, I, I was just I was peeling my jaw off the floor when I watched it. I, I think that it like it's it's kind of sad that it didn't do really well in theaters, but it's Disney. They're they're gonna be fine. Like they have all more even even now they have more money than God. This isn't a little indie flick that's gonna suffer from it. But I would encourage everybody, if y'all got them Disney pluses for the Mandalorian, maybe you could give Ryan the Last Dragon a wh- I don't know why I'm turning what would 90 celebrity would I be? I'm if I'm doing the gang again. Like I, I'm impersonating John, uh, Robin Williams as the genie impersonating another celebrity that I can't remember. I, I know that barely written on the editing room is just losing his mind, but anyway. Long story short, if you slept on Ryan <laughs> the Last Dragon, watch it. Also, uh, the new Pixar film is coming out for non-premium. You don't have to pay extra money. Luca, which is the new Pixar flick, is coming out. And it's kind of furry. It's got a uh, fish transformation in it. So, if, and, and again, Pixar <laughs> you know, does good films, and this one looks good, Definitely. and I will watch it with my cats and my popcorn, and I might cry a little. Ooh. You know, so. What about you, Taven? What have you been consuming? Well, this week, actually, it's not too exciting for my, I don't know, 
maybe if, if maybe you noticed in in some of the episodes mm-hmm. when I talk about what I'm watching, mm-hmm. I have a lunchy thing I watch during lunch, yeah. and then sometimes we'll watch a movie or or things in the evening on the weekends. Mm-hmm. So my lunchy thing I've just been because I kind of run out of stuff. Okay. So I've just been going back and watching a whole bunch of like old South Park episodes, and ah, that's like a lot of fun, of course. Sure, sure. And then on the weekends, we've been watching Lucifer. Have you seen Lucifer? Wow, you know, is that is that on the Amazons? Which which the Hulu's? Which it's Netflix. Netflix. Okay, yeah. You know what? Then I, I I have not seen it, but I definitely should. What's it about? You should. I definitely like. I definitely recommend it. It's like really good. Mm-hmm. We're we're in season three, Ooh. but it's like a really any anyway. Just, yeah, just I just check it out. It's all yeah. I can really say about it because it's like mm-hmm. really really good. They're like forty five okay. minute episode, that kind of thing. Gotcha. Because I I enjoyed. Good Good omens. So if it's it's if it's similar no, okay. similar biblical energy, then I'll definitely dip in. Sort of, yeah. Actually, actually, it does. And it's a mm. you know, it's there's some comedy and it's like good storyline and um, mm. like good acting and everything. And there's um, mm. some actors I don't remember the name of mm. Rain. What's the name of Amenadiel's like his actual actor name? I can't remember. That actor that mm. plays Amenadiel is DB Woodside. I DB, did not. Where, what's he in? DB I know Woodside. he's. I've seen him before. Ah. I can't. I would not have known that name, though. Uh, let's see. He has been in 24. Oh, that's where I know him from. Also, Buffy the Vampire oh, Slayer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Buffy the yeah. Vampire so, Slayer. Yeah, no, no, he's he, he's great. He does a great job. It's great. If you were to rate this on a scale from one wags to, like, ten wags, one wag being, like, a warm sunbeam, and then, like, ten <laughs> wags being... I was going to say then then 10 wags being like I I don't know but the best experience you've ever had in your life how many how many wags out of 10 wags would you give it I'd probably give it like 7 or something I mean it's pretty Ooh, good it's, like, it's, it's a 7 wag good. show it's a pretty so maybe I'll wag a little too when I watch it yeah I'll, there, I will put yeah, it on the list yeah. on the list and I've been what we've been watching Kim's Convenience have you heard of this show Kim's Convenience boy that that there's a little tiny part of my brain that's like I might have seen something in passing. Is it an animated show or is it? No, no. It, it's a, okay. It takes mm-hmm. place at a Korean like mom and papa shop in Canada, oh, and it's okay. it's just hilarious. It's uh, we're in season four, and it's just so good and so funny. Anyway, gotcha, I, I recommend gotcha. check it out. They're like little twenty five minute episodes. Oh, uh, how many wags? How many wags does it have? Probably oh, on 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 this though the scale of those type of things. Yes. I'd probably give it like seven, eight wags. Like if you're talking about okay. that realm, just in general, gotcha, it's probably gotcha. like out of everything in the universe is probably mm-hmm. a four or five wag. But, you know, it's I, well, I right, still right. recommend but, but, it. But the, 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 the TV yeah. wag, I, well, I guess I'm curious to, to, to round out the section. What would be a 10 wag piece of media for you? Oh, my cow. <laughs> yeah, um, 10 wag. <sighs> Like close your eyes maybe and think of. Maybe that yeah. I think that's going to have to be on next week's last week today because I'm going to have to Ooh, think about that. Okay, a, t- a ten wag show. Maybe, maybe Barely kidding. can also think of his own. Because I know it's really hard for bears to wag their tails. They can do little wiggles, but you know, I think a, I think a bear wag is probably only half a pup wag because the tail's smaller. So for him, it'd be a twenty yeah. wag. Anyway, there you go. Yeah. Well, and it's faster because <laughs> there's more. So put that in the show there notes there, arranged so that I remember for ne- last week, today, mm-hmm. for next time, yeah. we got to talk about a 10 and 20 wag yeah. thing. Maybe, maybe, maybe a 20 twitch or something. Like it's a little tail twitch. Or, or a little twitch or something. <laughs> <laughs> we should probably move to our guest. 
And our, our guest, guest we, our guest, your guest mm. is as good as mine, who this guest is, but I'll tell you so you don't have to guess. Okay. That guest is Strong Bob Fox. Lots lots <gasps> of fun. Very, He's an adventure fox. An adventure fox. Adventure fox. He does um, a lot of, well, we're going to talk to him now so you can find out who oh, what heck adventure yeah. fox right. means. All yeah. right. Quick freestyle so rap. Uh, it, yeah, freestyle wait, right there. Give it a gag. Yeah, give it a gag. Sorry, sorry. Strong Bob Fox, not in Strong a box. Eats bagels and locks. He probably looks at the clock to figure out what he's going to do. He's going to get interviewed. Give it over to you. Bop, bop. Yeah, so Strong Bob Fox. <laughs> and for any for that out there, uh, me and Barely did the interview with him pre-recorded. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden, it will sound like Lux is turning into Barely, and she's not. Oh, no. There's oh, not I'm actually, I am. Hold on, hold on. I guess got to this transformation uh, potion here. And then yeah. my voice is going to get very deep. Uh, that, that's velvety that's high, Tabin. Like. Tabin, I'm I'm back from my vacation. Well, I, good. So you're just in time yes. to talk to Strong yes, Bob I'm about, Fox with me. I'm about so to let's interview. Go do that. Yes. Let's go do that, Tabin. <laughs> Sorry. Hello. Oh, first of all, thank you, Lux, for that wonderful introduction. Joining us for the podcast interview today is Strong Bob Fox. And your interviewer of the night is... Hi, my name is Tabin. I am a pup. How are you this evening, Strong Bob? Well, I'm doing great, Tabin. It's great to be here talking to you guys. This is kind of a fun new thing that I'm learning how to do, too. So this is this will be a good time. So, Mr. Strong Bob, how long have you been a furry and how long have you been in the fandom? Well, I think that's always the greatest question. I love asking other furries that question as well. You know, I have considered myself a furry for about as long as I've known that they existed, which was, you know, probably around that 2000-ish time frame when it started becoming somewhat visible on the internet. And, uh, you know, I, I was always kind of interested, like a lot of other furries, growing up with the Disney shows, Disney's Robin Hood, Secret of Nim kinds of things, all the classic furry fodder there. So, I, so I, you know, I learned about the, the fandom in the 2000s on the internet and was kind of an observer from the outside. And like a lot of people uh, that kind of knew the fandom, you know, I, I was a little afraid of it. You know, I, I kind of bought into a lot of the media hype. I didn't know what to think about it. I didn't know if I really wanted to associate with that or have people know that I was you know, hanging out with furries because it was you know, the cringy, cringy thing. Um, and it literally wasn't until 2017, after basically being a furry for probably 15 years, that I actually kind of became active in the fandom and then I sort of fell down into a free rabbit hole and has, has snowballed kind of precariously since then. And now I'm like running cons and being an internet person. And it's it's very strange and wonderful and strange. And wonderful. So then how did Strong Bob Fox come to be? Why Strong Bob Fox? Str- why Strong Bob Fox? So when I was trying to come up with the character of Strong Bob, I knew that to be part of this, I had to actually have have a character that was more than just me. Um, not that I'm terrible, but you know, furries are just better. So <laughs> I'm glad you clarified that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that the, the Fox character was kind of cliche within the fandom. You know, there's you know, 10 bajillion million foxes out there, but I kind of had a, a deep uh, connection with foxes just in the sense that it was a character I always kind of enjoyed. I always really enjoyed the 
Robin Hood, uh, Disney Robin Hood. And I couldn't think of another species that fit me and actually fit my personality better than that. So I said, you know, even though the fox is a little cliche and it's maybe a little stereotyped, I'm, I'm just going to go with it. And, and we're not all terrible. So it's a thing. And are you very strong? Well, no. Um, well, I, I guess that, so. That that's that's another very good question because you know the, where where did Strong Bob come from? Uh, and Strong Bob is actually just a, an internet name that I've been using for quite a long time. And Strong Bob is literally a combination of SpongeBob and Strong Bad from Homestar Runner. Took those two names, put them together. I was Strong Bob. It's supposed to actually be even slightly ironic because I don't. Well, well, I'm not, I wouldn't consider myself weak. I'm not really a strong person either. But what I found over the years, it's actually kind of, in, you can use it for interesting things because you can say, oh, are you strong? And I said, well, I'm, I, I'm strong willed. You know, sometimes I'm strong smelling. I, there's many ways you can be strong and not be strong. There, there are, there are. And when you go swimming, you bob around. So it works. <laughs> y- yeah. <laughs> Well, you can go with that. Uh, Strong Bob, if you haven't heard our podcast, it is it is riddled with puns and really bad jokes. So <laughs> you're in for a ride. That's no, sure. it's it's fantastic. No, I I I, I love you, Tabe, and I love your jokes. It's uh, quite entertaining. Oh, that's so that's so nice of you to say because I don't know. Um, but you know what I do know that you are very active in the fandom. Um, you've kind of actually already alluded to this. So so tell us all about your activity in the fandom. Yes. Well, I, I guess I suppose that is kind of a, you know, a fun story as well. It's and it's something that literally if you would have told me that I would be this active within the furry fandom five years ago, I would have said you're insane. I would never do that. Especially like 20 years ago, since you spent 17 years uh, hiding from. There you go. I would have said no way. That's not something I would ever actually entertain doing. But but I kind of started falling into it. And I, I think it's one of those it's a story that I've heard a lot in the fandom in that, you know, a lot of people are don't know what to do and then they get into it and they start understanding how it works and start enjoying it. And then you just start falling deeper and, you know, having a good time. And I think almost everything I've done within the fandom has been enjoyable and fun and entertaining. And so I haven't found any reason to you know stop doing things yet. You know, I guess I'll just kind of jump into it because it's a recently short story. You know, in 2017, I uh, uh, went to our kind of our local Comic Con, which just happened to have a panel on the furry fandom. And, you know, having having the interest in the fandom, I was like, you know, I'll, I'll go to the panel and, you know, talk to the folks and see what's going on. And, and I chatted with them a little bit and they seemed kind of fun and interesting. And they said, hey, you know, we're doing a furry convention in Montana in two weeks. You should come. And it turned out that this convention was actually fairly close to where I lived. And and uh, it was an outdoor, uh, we, we call it the uh, Big Sky Paw Camp, or sorry, Camp Paw. And I said, well, I, you know, if I'm going to actually try these guys out, let's go to a convention with furries and see how it is. So I drove off to the middle of the woods, having no idea where I was going or who I was going to oh, be no. there. With a bunch of furries. That, with that's a bunch of furries. Gary. Nice. <laughs> it was. There was actually a moment I almost stopped along the way. I was like, I don't know if I want to do this. Because yeah. I just had no idea. So were they, they were actual furries in the fluff that ran that panel? 
Yes, yeah, yep. They they were furries, and their little convention that they had uh, been doing for a couple years at that point. Uh, I think there was about thirty or forty people there, and we were just hung out at this campsite and you know drank beer and had a campfire and and played campfire games for three days, and it was great. And all the people were cool. All the people that I was like somewhat afraid of that I didn't think that were like my people were totally my people. And so that was Big Sky Camp Pod, and that was. Well, you said it had been going just a few years when you encountered that. So how long has it been going on now? I think it started in 20, 2015, I think was their first year. Yeah. So, so it, you know, it had been, was fairly new at that point. But then from there, I, you know, I just started going to more events and more cons. And the first big con I did was BLFC in 2017. That was our first year at BLFC. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and it was fun. And I got to try on my first fursuit and got to my first furry rave dancing in suit. And I, I was just digging it. I was just, there's like, I was loving it, literally everything about it. Just kept on going and kept on going and then got my own partial suit and then started doing more cons and been rolling from there. And this year I'm I'm uh, the chair of the of Big Sky Camp Pond. We're actually planning to get that one in the books here in the middle of July. So just look at you, how far you've come. <laughs> I had to ask you, you guys don't wear your suits around the fire, I hope. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, wow, that's dangerous. Okay. Well, it's, you, you, we, we, you know, it's a big fire and you stand way back and it's fine. Okay. Okay. <laughs> good, good. But it, it's, we do, we do a pretty good job. We'll have tents and we'll actually have a DJs and dances and lights and, and uh, it's, it's kind, it's kind of a big thing we put on now and it's actually pretty fun. How do you get the, do you have power, you have generators? How, how do you get the power out in the woods? Um, That's, well, we could have a long discussion just about that. <laughs> okay. Oh, all right. Just that's, that's, <laughs> it's, it's a logistical nightmare, but we We've actually come up with some methods that might involve Teslas and things like that. So it's cool. <laughs> wow. Well, nice. Awesome. All right. Well, I had to ask because you said it was the middle of the woods. So does Elon Musk then finance this or something? <laughs> <laughs> no, not not yet. Um, actually, so far, it's actually really fun. One of the great things about Camp Oz so far is that it's like insanely cheap. You go there, you know, you rent a giant campground for like a hundred bucks and you have a hundred people there and it's everyone stays free. Everyone brings their own food. I think our registration fee this year is 25 bucks and that covers everything. I mean, four people register and you've covered the campground. So that's pretty great. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And, and so, and you did, you have some expenses, you know, the random stuff, you know, for 25 bucks for spending four days at a camp. I think that's a pretty good deal. And so you said it, it's gotten up to about a hundred furs now. Yeah. Yeah. I think, well, see, you know, it's, it's an interesting thing right now, just with the, the COVID. Uh, Cause I think in 2019, the last time we did it, we had 70-ish folks show up for that. And of course, we had it planned for 2020, but of course, the giant abyss of uh, no, no cons. And so this year, I think we're right at about 50 now registrants. But I, we know a lot of people are they're kind of still on the fence whether they want to go. Things are still up in the air, but we're kind of expecting uh, you know about the same again. And you know, we'll see what happens after that. That's exciting. And so is this your first year chairing this con? This is my first year chairing the con. And I'm kind of learning a lot, but it's an adventure. And I kind of dig it. It's it's a good time. And I've, and I've had a lot of good help. So what are the actual dates? Uh, so the actual dates of the con are uh, July 8th to the 12th at a, in a mountain campground outside of Missoula, Montana. So if people want to go, I'm not sure exactly when this is going to air, but you can register the day before and come. Is there a website or someplace where people can go to get more information? Yes, there is. The website is camppa.org and you can find out all the information there and find links to registration and everything we have going on. Awesome. Great. We, we kind of actively didn't really 
advertise it much this year, just knowing coming off of COVID, not knowing what was going to be going on. So we were said, you know, let's, let's do the camp, but let's not really try to get a lot of people to coming. We'll do the locals, obviously. But at this point, we could probably have more people, but we'll keep on the on the down low a little bit for one year and the next year. How has it been sharing the con? You said you've learned a lot and stuff. And we've talked to con shares before and they're like, it's so much work. Are you finding that out or do you think it's a little easier because it's the camp nature of it? Or what do you think? You know, I, I would say the, the the camp nature of this one makes it fairly straightforward. I, I would say the easiest thing about this con is that you're not dealing with any logistics of like hotels and things like that. We're basically saying, figure out how you can get yourself to this campground in the middle of the mountains and we'll supply a tent. <laughs> <laughs> and that's about it. Okay. That's all about all we're doing this year. And you know, of course, we're we're doing like bathrooms and and you know, making sure everyone has registration and and things like that, and, and doing doing the scheduling and and Teslas. Yeah, so so there's there, there's plenty to do, but we're pretty organized and and kind of looking forward to it. It's going to be a going to be a good couple of days. Nice. That's nice. exciting. So I want to know: Do you know Cheetah Obscura? <laughs> Yes, I do. What do you want to know about Cheetah? Uh, on your Twitter, like the, the main banner, it looked like it was Cheetah Obscura. <laughs> and so I thought I'd ask, what do you have to say about Cheetah Obscura? Oh, Cheetah Obscura is a fantastic Chi. He's someone I, I just met a couple years ago because I obviously everyone I know in the fandom, I just met a couple years ago because I've only been here for a couple years. But but so <laughs> so I, I, I knew of him, I knew of his reputation on the internet, had never really met him. I met Cheetah Obscura, honest to God, on a pirate ship in the middle of the sound of Seattle. Really? And is that where that, that uh, banner picture comes from then? Yes, that's exactly. Uh, the there was one of the, one of the local furs in uh, in Seattle, Albajorn, had rented a pirate ship because that's something you can do. We know Albajorn. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Exactly. We've it, got her on the show. Yes. And and, and she'd done that, and I, I actually roomed with her at uh, I think it was uh, must have been BLFC, well, one of the ones I can't remember. But uh, yeah, so I went out on the, on this pirate ship with some friends, and it was I think we had rented the whole ship and had like forty furries on it. And uh, if you guys haven't seen the pictures, they're just awesome. Uh, we had a beautiful afternoon sailing around on a pirate ship uh but that's only so i ended up chatting with uh, obscura uh, as we were sailing back in on the ship and it turned out that obscura before he was obscura was going to school at the same school that i was going to for college the same time i was there and we had no idea that's crazy wow the other person was there but it just happened to be we were at the same school at the same time <laughs> Who would have thunk it? <laughs> yeah. So what is Cheetah's internet reputation? Um, dun, dun, dun. What is it? Reputation? <laughs> That's what you said. You said I was aware of his internet reputation. I was like, oh, yeah. Well, I, you know, I think his reputation is just mostly that he's a great furry and is a really cool guy and has been at this for a really long time. And I think is one of those those furries that a lot of people kind of look up to and enjoy the stuff that he does because he's he's just just a, a good animal. What I'm going to say. Well, that's good. Speaking of amazing furs by the name of Strong Bob, did you know you're one of them? No, I'm just a dumb fox. Come on. Well, but you're an amazing dumb fox, I guess, that does adventure things. So you are an adventure fox. Could you tell us 
all about that. Yes, I am Strong Bob, the ludicrous adventure fox. I just thought that would be a good a good moniker and so, somewhat appropriate. Um, yeah, so you know when I was coming up with the uh, Strong Bob's character, I said you know I I want him to be kind of the better version of me as a lot of furries do, and I I, I uh, always was into outdoor stuff. Um, growing up in Montana, we just spent a lot of time outside, and we did a lot of skiing and a lot of time out on the water on boats and hiking and climbing and and mountaineering and stuff like that and when i was discovering strong bob i was like i want i want to take those characteristics and the things that i learned being a, an outdoors person and doing those adventures and i want to directly make my character be that guy that does those things and is kind of an inspiration to other people to kind of do their own explorations and try to go on adventures and try to you know try difficult things and try even try scary things and try to enjoy life that way through exciting adventures and doing questionably dangerous things. So what questionably dangerous things, I can't even say it, have you done and do you do? Well, you're talking about the the person underneath the suit or the person or the suit person. Is that how you would say that? Because there's a bit of a difference. I guess whichever you want. (laughs) Um, Well, sure. So obviously I do a lot of the same things uh, in suit that I do out of suit. But I really wanted to you know, as a fursuiter, I wanted to kind of show the things that you can accomplish in a fursuit. And, you know, I think I, one of the first things I ever did with it outdoors was to try to go skiing with it. And, you know, that was an adventure in itself because, you know, skiing in a fursuit is really hard. <laughs> what? No, what? Okay. <laughs> really? No. Really? No, truly. It would seem to be a simple it's just yeah. a simple thing, it's right? Just, it's just a thing. Um, I mean, honestly, it's it's we're not for the fact that you're almost completely blind. It would be fine. <laughs> uh-huh, yeah. So, yeah. So, you know, I, I did some skiing and then, you know, going out on boats, doing stuff like that. You know, hiking, that's, you know, that's not too tricky. Uh, I, I went paddleboarding on with the suit on, you know, with, with the life jacket. I do try to keep some modicum of safety, um, you know, some climbing stuff. But I think the biggest adventure that I've done so far, well, maybe not so far, but the biggest one that really inspired me to do more stuff was a video, a day we were doing some videography skiing uh, in the fursuit and we had picked this whole day out to do this because it was something I'd never ever seen anywhere on the internet ever. And what we did is we went to our local ski area and then hiked in with all of our ski gear and fursuit gear and then hiked out of bounds from the ski area and spent the day doing these powder ski runs and filming it all. And uh, we made it into a YouTube video. It's on there if you track down my Strong Bob YouTube account. And there's a kind of a fantastic video that I made of me skiing powder in a fursuit and it was great we had a great day I vowed I would never do it again <laughs> because it was great but I was scared out of my mind the entire time because I could see nothing uh-huh. <laughs> I, I, I have seen this video yes so every every fur out there uh, go check this out uh, it's pretty um I I would be scared I mean but I get scared like by my tail so I <laughs> I, I, it's not surprising that I would be scared by it. But yes, it, that's pretty amazing and wonderful. So do you have to have a special reinforced suit or something to do all this? Yeah, w- well, and so that's that's kind of what led me on to my, my next adventure. Oh, okay. Um, which which I, I decided that, you know, as much fun as I had doing that, it, which is great, it's always great to see fursuiters going out and trying different things. It is not safe. You know, the fursuit head is not a helmet. Your your visibility is terrible. Your hearing is not good. It's not really that comfortable. It's, it's just not something you really want to do. So I was 
was like, you know, I want to keep doing this, but I want to figure out a way to make it something that I can actually do adventures in and not feel like I'm going to die. Can, can I just say, I love how you just said, this is really something that you don't want to do. And so I thought, this is something that I, I want to continue doing. And <laughs> so that, that was great. Yes. Well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a problem solver. I'm, I'm an engineer at heart. And I said, you know, I can engineer my way out of this problem. So when I started thinking about it and I said, you know what I need is I need a fursuit head that is not just a fursuit head that is actually a helmet and is a fursuit head that looks like a fursuit head, is functions like a fursuit head, has all the fursuit head features, but is literally built on a hard plastic helmet with a hard plastic shell. And instead of having fursuit eyes, which are notoriously difficult to see out of, this is going to have uh, goggles that you wear underneath the helmet, but is, are situated in such a way that they don't really look like goggles, that they look like, you know, sunglasses. And so it's kind of integrated into the helmet that way. And so I started putting this thing together and, and I worked with my my good friend Rex Colley and uh, did some 3D modeling on it so we could 3D print some of the parts for the features and and came up with this design for this fursuit head that had a you know a regular muzzle, was attached by a strap, then also it had a moving jaw and uh, teeth and all, all of everything. And then I put it all together and furred it out and trimmed it up and now have this kind of fantastic helmet, which is a helmet in every sense of the term, but is a fursuit head. So now I can actually go out and do these things, you know, do skiing with, you know, disregarding any uh, safety issues and uh, do skiing and biking and whatever I want to do and not feel like I'm uh, restricted in doing something that's, uh, you know, something that's excessively dangerous. So that's my current adventure. And I kind of finished that project, I guess, in the middle of this winter. And I'm kind of seeing how far I can take it. But it's uh, so far, it's been a lot of fun. It's, it's been great being able to go out there with a full fursuit and just, you know, just like go tear it up and not really care. And where can we find like your YouTube and all these wonderful videos and, and the Twitter and all your social media and, and everything? Sure. Um, you, you know, if you're trying to find me on, uh, you know, Twitter or you know, I'm probably most active on TikTok, which you know, maybe not the greatest platform in the world, but it's where I do a lot of my stuff. But I'm basically Strong Bob or Strong Bob Fox on pretty much everything out there. Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, um, where, wherever you're looking for. Look for me under that name and you'll probably find me. Nice. Yes. And there, there are some pretty scary and awesome videos that you've got out there. So that's amazing. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm trying to to inspire people to try some different things out there that they maybe they wouldn't like to try. And just seeing this random guy in a fox costume do these things, maybe it's going to make someone go out there and try something. Um, I, I would, you know, as, as a little bit of a caveat there, I would say, don't try a lot of that stuff at home in a regular fursuit. It's, it is literally not safe. You know, if, if you have the proper safety gear, go out and, and try some of these adventures. It's a, you know, we only live once. We have to kind of enjoy it if we can. There you go. Nice, <laughs> nice. And you're a fursuit maker. Is that right? Am I lying when I say that? <laughs> No, that's that is kind of the true thing now as well. It's, it's I, I guess it it kind of goes with the territory. Once you start building one thing and you show people that you can build things, then then they want you to build them for them. And so I've started building fursuits for, and I haven't made too many yet, but I'm actually kind of I wouldn't say getting good at it, but I've been pleased with what I've come up with so far. If furs wanted to look into commissioning you, say where would they go? They would go to the future. Okay. <laughs> 
it's you know it, it's it's something I'm working on. I have kind of some plans and some things I really want to do, and not quite to the point that I really want to take commissions from too many people yet. Once we get going on this road further, and I work a couple of things out, I'll probably try to get there. But it's going to be it's going to be a little little while down the road yet. Speaking of pirate adventures, do you do other pirate adventuring things, or was that an isolated incident in Seattle? I, I mean, I guess other than you know, the, the pirate ship was definitely an isolated one. That's not something I get, I get to do all the time. But that being said, I, I am actually legitimately a sailor. I sail and I have a sailboat. And there are a couple videos of me in the fursuit on the sailboat. And that's something you'll probably see more of me doing. Um, I uh, am, have, am now putting together a little bit more elaborate pirate costume. That's gonna oh, be, nice. It's, it's going to be fun. Um, that's something we'll be excited to look forward to, I imagine. Yes, it, it might have gotten me banned on TikTok for a while, but it's it's a pretty good outfit. <laughs> I saw I, I saw that post. How did it wait? A minute, how did it get you banned on TikTok? So, so yeah, so this is a true story. It's totally this absolutely did happen. So I, I've been doing live streams on TikTok. It's just something I kind of enjoy doing. You know, you, you get a little varying audience there. Sometimes it's just a couple people, and sometimes it blows up a little bit, and you get a bajillion people on, and half of them hate furries, and you just deal with that. So I was doing a live stream last week, and I, I had just picked up a couple of these pieces of this pirate costume. So I was on there, and I had my uh, my pirate waistcoat on, and my pirate puffy shirt on, and I'm you know, kind of talking like a pirate. And doing the pirate thing and, and the, the stream starting to blow up a little bit and starting to get a bunch of hated comments because that's just TikTok is kind of awful that way. But it, it, it's how it goes. But I'm, I'm kind of working with it the best I can and, and my mods are trying to keep up, but they just can't. And all of a sudden the whole stream just shuts off. And I'm like, what What has just happened? And so I started looking through my notifications and there's a notification on there that we regret to inform you that your stream was cut off for flagrant pornography. <laughs> I, what? <laughs> yes. So apparently the streamers or the, the streamers, apparently the haters had got on there and decided to mass report me wearing a pirate costume in a fursuit and got me a temporary TikTok ban. Oh, no. <laughs> wow. Flagrant pornography. Hmm. Yes. It, it, being a fox in a pirate costume, apparently I was too hot for TikTok. Oh, wow. That should be the name of your first book. Too hot for TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> But it's it's fine. You know, in some ways, I think I feel it's like kind of almost like a rite of passage. At some point, you get to the point where people are going to create enough of a stink about what you're doing that they're going to get you banned from something. Clearly, you should have had the pirate pants on because that was why it was flagrantly pornography. Because you're a pantsless fox on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> And by that definition, all uh, all of Porky Pigs and Donald Duck and all those should be uh, banned for flagrant pornography because they only wear shirts. That's absolutely right. What are you going to do with this crazy world in which we live? Mm -hmm. You know, th that's kind of my feeling, Dave, and it's, you, you're not going to be able to stop it. You might as well you know, do what you can do and don't let it get you down. Keep on going. Embrace the pantslessness. I know that Renegade Rue would be all for this because he pretty much is against pants. Speaking of, where am I going with this? Speaking of pantslessness, what cons would you typically go to? Because pantslessness easily segues into cons, of course. <laughs> beautiful. Oh, that's a that's a beautiful transition there, Tabe, and I, I appreciate that a lot. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad. <laughs> but anyway, to answer your actual question, you know, not that I'm always pantsless there, but I do go to cons. 
uh, I haven't been to a whole lot of cons yet. Um, you know, the, the biggest ones I've been doing so far have been, you know, BLFC. Uh, I've done the MFF now twice. Enter Northwest uh, out in Seattle. Uh, a couple of the other small ones. Oh, really? So I've been to all the A&Ws so far. So how have I not hugged you yet? Maybe you have. It's very possible that I have. The world, <laughs> the fluff may never know. It's true. It's totally true. Once you're under the fluff, you never know who's there. But uh, yeah, and I'm kind of hoping to, you know, it sounds like those three at least are kind of still on the docket for this year. So we'll see where it, how that all goes. But hopefully uh, you'll see me at those this year. And then after that, I want to get to some more of the uh, bigger East Coast cons. I haven't done any of the East Coast cons yet. And uh, Denver and Furry Fiesta. And, and yeah, I, I kind of want to do them all I've, I've had a lot of fun at pretty much every single one of these conventions that i've gone to so i would like i would like to try them all i highly i highly recommend texas furry fiesta uh they, they actually are gonna have a new hotel i found out recently um this next year because they needed a bigger thing anyway but tff is really great our plan is um blfc and AW this year we can't not go to these cons because we have a podcast to do it at each and every one of them don't you know <laughs> I don't know why I'm stuck on this BLFC 2017 thing that we were. What is even wrong with me? What's what's that we and 5,000 other furs were at and we didn't run into him. How surprising. It's just craziness. I can't believe it. Yeah. Well, I mean, but, no, but to be fair, I only had a fursuit in 2018. So in 2017, I would have just been kind of more of a rando, which is fine. You know, I mean, I, I tell people, most people don't have fursuits. It's just that you get less hugs when you don't have a fursuit. Yeah, that's true. I can attest to that. And the only reason people know me is because I'm usually next to Tabin. And uh, that's that's the only reason. That's it. <laughs> Did you say sit or that's it? No, I said I said sit, Tabin, sit. See, yeah, I was going to say because that, that actually does happen um, <laughs> quite often. Um, and I usually don't do that. Instead of sitting, I run off and then barely can't find me anymore, actually. So, mm -hmm. yeah. So what kind of things do you like to do at cons? I mean, I know there are a lot of furs. Uh, every fur is different. Some, some furs like to go to all the panels. Some furs like to just hang out. Some furs like to do the dances. What do you like to do at cons? Well, my favorite thing to do, Taven, is to go, you know, get registered for the con, pick up the con book, you know, read through, figure out all the panels that I'm not going to go to. I always find panels that I are, are great, and I say I'm going to go to that panel, and then I, I don't think I've ever gone to a panel. Oh, okay. it's just. It's just <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay nice 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 <laughs> because i think that's the challenge with the con it's like you go there and you know, you go there with these plans and then all of a sudden con happens and it's just like this animals within this greater animal which is the con and all of a sudden you just find yourself at some random spot doing some random thing and and you know you're going to a dance or you're going to some weird show or or you're going out with some friends or you're going across the street to a bar to get spanked by a german woman and it, it you know is <laughs> so speaking of pantsless yeah okay it, it's just you know th three or four days of chaos and i just love it it's fantastic this is only the second time i've heard about this getting spanked by a german person which con was that at uh that that is uh that's mff Okay. All right. It was kind of the tradition there, and uh, you would go to to the Hofbra House, which was not too far from from the con there, and it was this this kind of great German restaurant bar thing. And uh, you would go there in suit or not suit.
suit. And then after you had a bunch of beers and some Wiener schnitzel, uh, the you know, Helga would come around with a paddle and you'd get spanked. Okay. But it's not it's not specifically a furry thing. That's something that restaurant does for everybody every day. Exactly. Okay. It's not, okay. not just a furry thing. <laughs> okay. And they say the furry fandom is weird. I know. Okay. Come on. Come on. <laughs> the German spanking restaurant. <laughs> Yes. Although, though, to be fair, I w- last time I went there, I actually went with some Germans, and they said this was not authentic. So, uh, well, <laughs> well, clearly they're not going to the right pubs in Germany. Uh, apparently not. Apparently not. So, besides the being spanked by a German person, do you have a favorite con memory? Um, I, you know, I have a lot of good memories. Just between meeting different people and people that you know, I look up to uh, within the fandom, being able to hang out and do things. You know, I, I think my best memory memory was probably some of the moments of introspection that I've had at cons and learning about myself before going to cons. It's not that I disliked dancing, but I didn't like to dance. I didn't just didn't like it. I liked the idea of dancing, but I, I always got like super self-conscious dancing. And so I never, I never wanted to go to a dance, but then I got a fursuit and then I went to a dance and I started dancing and then I was dancing with people. And then they were like, Hey, you should go on stage and dance at this rave. And so I said, that sounds like something I would never do. I better go do that right away. And so I did. And so I found myself one night just like you know, jamming out on stage during one of the DJ sets, dancing in a fursuit, something I would just never even comprehend that I would have done that. It's like the magic of the fursuits. All of a sudden, you find something out about yourself that you didn't even know was a thing. And I think that's probably my best memory, just finding out about me being in a different body. Yeah, no, that's, that's great. You're... Um, you're liking this self-improvement that you have inadvertently been doing. That's amazing. Yes, it, it is. And it's not something that you imagine doing when you start this out, but then you do it and, and it's great. And it's, it's, I don't know, it's just kind of wonderful and terrible and wonderful. And, and terrible and wonderful all at the same time. And, you know, like, like we were saying 20 years ago, <laughs> what you have thunk. <laughs> no, no, exactly. No, not, not a chance. Never. I, I mean, I wouldn't have thought this five years ago. Five years ago, before I started doing these things, I would have said, no, I, I will not. I would not do that. And here I am. So something very, very, very much related to that in terms of exploring yourself um, tell us about your favorite plushie. <laughs> yes, my favorite plushie. You, you know, I, I have a variety of fox plushies because you know you can't you can't be a fox and not have fox plushies. But you know, I would say that my favorite plushie is about five and a half feet tall and kind of shaped like kind of like me and. I kind of put him on. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I, I, I would say that I am my favorite plushie. How's that? Nice. I, Aww, I, that's so sweet. It is sweet. It's wonderful. But it's, it's kind of true. It's like you, all of a sudden you put this thing on and you are you are your own plushie. That's very true. So is there anything else that you would like our listeners to know about you, Mr. Strong Bob Foxy? You know, I, 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 one of the things I would probably like to tell your, uh, your listeners that a lot of people when they meet me and I you know take off my head or whatever they kind of go oh my god you're a gray muzzle and I say yes <laughs> yes I am a gray muzzle <laughs> Because people don't expect that they, you know, they see my character and they see some of the things that I do and the way I act, and they 
they just don't imagine me being over 25. But in in reality, it's, it's just kind of a thing. But I've I've kind of chosen to not really worry about the age thing. I'm I'm just gonna try to be myself and continue the way act the way that I kind of want to act. And if it means that people think that I'm way younger than I actually am, I guess that's I guess that's a good thing. That is a good thing. Yeah. So strong, Bob. As we wrap this up, because I promised that we'd only keep you for an hour. So I want to know. We always ask our guests for a parting shot or why words of wisdom to the listeners so what do you have for us bob strong fox <laughs> i yes me fox strong bob, bob fox. yes well 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 so so to be fair you know a lot of people locally call me the bob father for for some ah. very for, for some specific reasons which you know are i i kind of tend to try to try to end up being the voice of reason sometimes but is, as far as be giving people advice some one of the things i try to say try to get across which i think is really true is the idea of trying not to be afraid uh whatever it is we might find ourselves afraid of and and that's not to say that that you shouldn't be scared of things because there are a lot of scary things out there and there are things that you should be concerned about like a pup named haven be concerned like a pup named haven who just seems horrifying exactly exactly <laughs> no 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 but I, I my advice to people is don't let your fears stop you from being who you want to be nice and that's something that even I, in the last five years, I've learned that too. Because I was, I was afraid of the furry fandom, but I said, you know, I'm going to try this out, and I'm going to do, I'm going to just see what where this takes me, and I don't regret it at all. So, I, and I think, I think a lot of people are just paralyzed by fear, and they end up missing out on a lot of life's joys uh, because of that. And that's that's my that's my advice for uh, the listeners today. Very, very awesome. nice. Yes. And I, I awesome. think definitely you're kind of the embodiment of, you're not lying because, well, like you just said, and I mean the adventure stuff you do and everything, it's, I think uh, you're showing us that it can be done. So we should all just do it and enjoy things. Yes, exactly. Yes, exactly. Well, Strong Bob, it's been great having you on the show. It's always a pleasure to have uh, adventure foxes and furs on our show. I, I It seems like you had a really good time. I think Tabin made you laugh a lot tonight. So I hope <laughs> I hope that uh, that helped you. I, I made you something. I don't know. <laughs> made you something. Something indeed. So we're going to let you go. Thanks again. And we will have you on the show again. I would like to talk to you more as you get some uh, commissions under your belt and start uh, being one of those... I'm so busy with everything for. <laughs> well, I, I would love to barely. This, I mean, this, this is actually has been a great time and it, I'm honored that you guys brought me onto your show. I would do it, do it again in an instant. Awesome. All right. Thanks guys. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll say goodbye. It's been great talking to you. Uh, Strong Bob, we'll talk to you again next time. And I hope to be able to hug you tight with Posse someday. And until then, bark, bark. Bye-bye. All right. Wow. Strong Bob Fox. And I didn't mess up his name this time when I do, we're doing the wrap up, but uh, he's he's quite the guy, quite the fur. Yeah. No, he he's a, I, I love how, you know, he puts himself out there in that he's, you know, improving himself and pushing his limits as it were. Mm-hmm. 
to to like you know experience and do more things and it sounds like he's having an amazingly fun time to do it yeah very very fun for to talk to it'll be uh really great to someday meet him in the fluff apparently we might have already met him in the fluff <laughs> we might have and that's and that's with a lot of furs we might have met a lot of furs we don't know until we you know we talk to them and say hey yeah i mean i think i should carry a little clicker counter when we go to blfc to see how many people you hug and how many people hug you uh, so okay <laughs> we'll, have, we'll have two we'll have a tabin initiated and a non-tabian initiated <laughs> Quite the thing, yes. Definitely. Quite the thing to know. He say, and there were seven thousand hugs on the second day. <laughs> yeah, so that uh, might actually be a thing. Yes, <laughs> it might be a thing. Might be a thing. All right. Well, I think it's time that we should get back to uh, you and Lux in the luxury, wonderful luxury BFFT studio. Lux's luxury studio. Something like that. No, it's the luxurious BFFT studio. Luxurious. Studios. Luxurious. I mean, Luxur- no. <laughs> No, no money was wasted or or set aside for the, that beautiful studio. There, this is a true statement. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no money was spent either. So there was that. <laughs> we didn't waste any, and we didn't spend any. So there we go. So all right. Well, you guys have a great rest of the podcast. We will try, and you have a good rest of your not podcast podcast wherever the heck I might be. All right. Wherever I are, wherever I am, whenever I am. So that was our guest, Strong Bob Fox. Uh, Great to talk with him. And it's great to have Lux back with us. She transformed Mm -hmm. from barely back into Lux. Well, actually, I'm still... Hold on. Let me drink this reverse... Hey! Hey! Good to see you again, Lux. Great. Yeah. Very good. Very good. Awesome. Hope you had a good time away. I still have a beard. How do I get rid of the beard? Hold on, I got your shave. That's hey. gonna, yeah, get your shave. Right. That's not gonna. There we go. Little, little, little too, little too hairy for my delicate femininity. So sorry, barely. I don't know if we're showing the same body or what continuity that we're on, but you're not gonna have a beard next time you record. Hashtag apologies. Hashtag blessed. Okay, let's keep going. David. <laughs> hi, hi. Sorry, I, my tail did that thing where it turns off. I'm, I don't know. I'm not. David's even gonna... just quit the podcast. He's like, just, I'm, done. I'm done. Bye. We're good. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs> So there's this thing that I do. Mm-hmm. You might have heard this. So first, Rain. Yes. What segment of the show are we at now? Oh, oh my gosh. We're at the furries in the news section. Yes. And so Lux, mm-hmm. I do this thing because mm-hmm. I'm a little bit of a cray pup. Do you know this thing I do? Well, you 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 sing the intro to Furries in the News, don't I you? I sing it? That's mm-hmm. a very nice way to say it. Well, you you you, you caterwaul it, maybe, possibly. <laughs> I, I puppy wallet. Puppa wallet. Yeah, there we go. I, there I pup- and, and that's where I put all my money in my puppa wallet. Oh, gotcha. I... I keep mine in a shoebox under my bed. So yeah, so so how about how about then I go and now it's time for furries the news. I'll, I'll I'll summon my my barely voice and then you can hop on in with your furries in the news. Um, Aria, how about? And now it's time for furries in the news. Bark. 
Encore! No, just kidding. Oh, great pup. We actually do have some furries in the news. Um, a lot of times we don't have anything to say about furries in the news because, well, what? nothing's happening right now for obvious reasons. Eh, but eh. the furries in the news is two things, actually. Mm. One is a game that recently came yeah. out. It's called Backbone. Woo. And woo, indeed, it's an anthropomorphic game that you can get on Steam. And they actually had a preview release when they weren't done writing it. But back in 2019, I think, mm-hmm. where you could get a, a, a little teaser of what the game's about and everything. And so finally, just like a few weeks ago, whatever, they released it on Steam. And I downloaded it and Mm -hmm. I bought it. Not very expensive. And it's an anthropomorphic Mm -hmm. game. I don't think it's directed towards furries, but it's all anthropomorphic. And so let me read a little about it. Go for it. (laughs) So the the review I found says, uh, Backbone Mm -hmm. is described by its developers as a post-noir role-playing detective adventure in which players navigate the dark and dystopian city of Vancouver, BC. Apparently, Vancouver, BC is a dark and dystopian city. And Mm -hmm. you're a raccoon, a raccoon private investigator named Howard Lotar. Mm -hmm. Lotar. What starts out as a standard cheating husband, quote-unquote case, turns into something infinitely darker and puts Howard in direct conflict with the city's oppressive system. Mm. Thankfully, he has some help in the form of a journalist named Mm. Rene and his trusty driver and best friend, Anatoly. And as a side note, I also found a review that's... That said about this game that some may balk at the use of anthropomorphic animals because of preconceptions towards a certain prominent internet community. Who could that be? Who could that be? I don't even know. The bronies. Well, apparently some. The bronies. Of course. The bronies, of course. One other (laughs) review I said had a hashtag of furry, so I thought that was pretty cool. And and it's it's kind of, you know, a typical point and click adventure game. You have puzzles, Mm. intense moments, Mm -hmm. and there's lots of dialogue. I haven't played it much, but there is lots of dialogue. So if you like story games where you're an investigator investigating things with puzzles Mm -hmm. in which you have to like interact with like pretty much everything to figure out the puzzle, you might Mm. like this game. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm looking over images right now and I'm just so glad they finally fixed Cyberpunk. You know, they added oh. the animal people into it. You take out, you turn it into a 2D point and click adventure. I it, it, it was a brave decision by CD Project Red, but it's a bold new direction and this is what AAA gaming is going to be. I'm a buy myself a game station. <laughs> so we have that and also well, this 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 new this auction from the dealersden.com yeah. if anyone knows yeah you, you heard mm-hmm. about this really recently mm-hmm. so tell us uh lux what is this wonderful amazing thing that uh was just auctioned and sold at the dealer's den yeah yeah so yeah come come find out my my guys over uh on dog patch press have the skinny on this and mm-hmm. so uh zuri studios is a well-known fursuit maker in Czech Republic, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, European, as far as I know. Uh, she, mm-hmm. They've been in the game for a while. And so, yeah, there was a, there was a, a, an auction, a slot for this maker. And the previous record uh, was for Mixed Candy, which was a record-breaking $17,017 uh, auction price in July of 2018 was when that was hit. And then, come find out, this, uh, this auction, kind of the last minute, absolutely went ham on uh, on this website and the bidding right before close 
uh, went to $50,000. And what's crazy is that both of the people who were in the bidding war, because at the very end, there were just two guys, like bid, 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 driving it up. And both of them actually bid 50000 Oh, really? But I believe the, the, the anonymous winner was the one who cinched it. So both of them were likely willing to go way even higher. Yeah. And what's interesting about this is that, of course, it brings up the discourse. So you've got folks hopping on, for the most part, I, for, from other makers. You know, there's a lot of congratulations and all that in store. And it's it's got the energy of pushing against, because th- th- there are a subset of this fandom that take issue with what they view to be luxury consumption of furry goods and all that. They're a very noisy minority, but uh, for the most part, folks are coming out and congratulating this person. The The interesting portion of this is that there's it's been confirmed that this has been paid for in full uh, by a, an anonymous person. There's no ref sheets or word on what the species or whatever the the, the critter is going to be, but we'll, I'll be keeping my eyes on Dog Patch Press to follow it. And so now the question becomes, okay, well, this record's set. Like, how high is it going to go for, for a fursuit slot from these well-known makers? Like, what, what would it be worth? And I'll, I'll stress, too, that paying an artist to make a thing a lot of money doesn't come at the detriment of anybody else. I don't believe that a 50,000 fursuit auction is going to make that every other fursuit is going to be like non-achievable for people. Rather, I think this is a great sort of demonstration of, hey, like this is what furry is. This is how valuable it is. And this is how this community supports independent artists more so than maybe any other form of art that we're looking at right now. Because I mean, Zuri, she's still around. She's still alive and kicking it and she can enjoy that 50k where people like you know picasso the the fine art back in the day you'd pay like you know millions of dollars for that oil canvas but the artist himself when he painted it was living off of like boiled rice and an attic somewhere so to put a nice little like bookend on it this is good i support it and onward and upward you know we'll see how these auctions go in the future but super excited to see and since since it's um furry it's not just onward and upward it's onward and awkward Or I was I was hoping you were going to say onward and fluff word, but onward and awkward, awkward and fluff word, baby. There, there you go. <laughs> so yeah, actually, just mm. recently, Odin Wolf posted a video about this, and so as mm. Lux mentioned, Dog Patch Press did an article about this, and actually, I, I think it's fair game to say the name of the winner because Dog Patch sure. Press said it. The winner yeah. is Mist Dingo, M Y S T mm. Dingo. So shout out to Miss Dingo. Oh, and that's not Miss Miss T. Dingo. I, I definitely missed that. <laughs> yeah, his, his name is actually spelled like the old, because we were talking about point-and-click adventures, so the old point-and-click puzzle game, Mist, that's how his right. first name is exactly, spelled. Exactly. M-Y-S-T. So yeah, I cannot wait to see uh, what this suit's going to look like. I'm really, really excited. Yep. I, I, I weigh. It's, uh, yeah. It'll be exciting to find out. Yeah, definitely. Mm, yeah. Bark, bark. Bark, bark. <laughs> So let's see, upcoming events. There's, of course, not much um, coming up in the near future. Coming up next week is PortCon Maine, which is a general fandom con. It's not necessarily specifically a free con, but on on their website, which is portconmain.com it's a celebrating community so it's just a big fandom con thing and so uh you know it's june 24 through 27 so if you're listening to this in a few days go check it out if you would like 
Absolutely. Yeah. And, and definitely shout out to the smaller conventions that have furry tracks. I know that my favorite Bay Area convention, PawCon, just announced that they're opening up for panel applications, dealer applications, nice. as well as getting badges. So if you guys are in the San Jose area, uh, definitely give them a peek. They they are a spirited and fun little convention. I always have a blast whenever I go. And yet, as, as things are opening up, if there's an event that you remember that kind of maybe sort of happened, definitely like look around. Not everything's on furryevents.com. There's definitely a zillion little mm -hmm. meetups, bowling meetups, that kind of thing. And if it's safe for you to do so, if you're fully vaccinated or you know, you, you're wearing a mask or kind of whatever, try and find a way to, to start re-engaging in your community if that was a major part of furry for you. Because God knows it was for me. And I know that I feel so much better Better, just now taking the opportunity, myself being vaccinated, to get in touch with my IRL people and start getting the hugs and the and the things that I'm missing. So You're you know, I hope people. that y'all will do the same. Earl people. Yeah. Well, there you go. There you go. Mm -hmm. It's story time. Time for Tabin to read a, a story that he's got in front of him. <laughs> it is story time. I don't know. Cl closing no, time was. <laughs> it, I yeah. mean, it's very true. It's very true. Yeah, it is. All right. Go for it, Tatum. The story I have for this week is actually kind of, um, I thought, very fitting. It's from a book that you actually recommended that I read. <gasps> books. Which book? And it's from The Adventures of Frog and Toad. <gasps> I love that and story. You might or not have heard um, several, there's been a several episodes that I've read a few of mm. the stories, and so th this book just has like five stories in it, so yeah. I'll just go on and read the next one. So mm -hmm. thank you, Lux. Go for it. Shout out to Lux, who's sitting right there, that I don't well, have to gotta, shout well, out I, because I, she's sitting I, right well, there. No, you, you can. I'll hear it if you shout. Ah! 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 No, that's not a shout. I don't know what that is. Okay. Ah! <laughs> so, The Adventures of Frog and Toad, and this particular story is called A Lost Button. Lost Button. Ooh, scary Ooh. music, I guess. <laughs> dun, um, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Just... Hold on. I, have, I haven't said this enough during the podcast. Just make sure that during this this childhood story, you don't go off the rails. Dun, dun, dun. There we go. There we go. If you will. <laughs> so, Todd and Frog... Todd? I mean, Toad and Frog went for a long walk. They walked across a large meadow. They walked in the woods. They walked along the river. At last... They went back home to Toad's house. Oh, drat, said Toad. Not only do my feet hurt, but I have lost one of the buttons off my jacket. <gasps> That's a definite dun-dun-dun moment. Dun-dun-dun. Right. Don't worry, said Frog. We will go back to all the places where we walked, and then we will soon find your button. They walked back to the large meadow. They began to look for the button in the tall grass. Here is your button! cried Frog. That is not my button, said Toad. That button is black. My button was white. All of a sudden, Toad has a different voice. So there it is. Toad put the black button in his pocket. <laughs> a sparrow flew down. Excuse me, said the sparrow. Did you lose a button? I found one. That is not my button, said Toad. I think Toad's changing his voice now. That button has two holes. My button has four holes. Toad Toad put the button with two holes in his pocket. 
Then they went to the woods and looked on the dark paths. Here's our button, said Frog. So Frog's like <laughs> apparently went through some mist and um, is all choked up. He's got a frog in his throat. Uh, he does. Uh, anyway. Frog incursion. Frog's all the way down. All the way down. <laughs> That's not my button, cried Toad. That button is small. My button was big. Toad put the small button in his pocket. Rain came out from a tree, apparently, because a raccoon came out from behind a tree. So welcome <gasps> to the story, Rain. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you. I heard that you were looking for a button. I'm making you sound really, really gay right now, Rain, just so uh, that you know. I am really, really gay, just so that you know. So I was going to say, <laughs> get them up. it's very feminine, you know, very, the luxury. Here is, one, here is one that I just found. <laughs> that is not my button, wailed Toad. That button is square. My button was round. Toad put the square button in his pocket. Frog and Toad went back to the river. They looked for the button in the mud. Here is your button, said Frog. That is not my button, shouted Toad. That button is thin. My button was thick. <laughs> Toad put the thin button in his pocket. He was very angry. And there's a picture of him, like, jumping up and down and wailing his little toad fists around in the air. He jumped up and down and screamed, The whole world is covered with buttons and not one of them is mine. Toad ran home and slammed the door, apparently leaving Frog behind. Poor little Frog. There, on the floor, he saw his white forehold. Big, round, thick button. Oh, said Toad, it was here all the time. What a lot of trouble I made for Frog. But yeah, duck. Toad took all the buttons out of his pocket. He took his sewing box down from the shelf. Toad sewed the buttons all over his jacket. The next day, Toad gave his jacket to Frog. Mm -hmm. Frog thought that it was beautiful. He put it on and jumped for joy. None of the buttons fell off. Toad had sewed them on very well. And that's the end. That's a very anticlimactic ending, but that's the end. <laughs> I like it. Again, you get give, you give something Yay. you crafted to a friend. I mean, I, some some days I'm a toad, you know. That's exactly. Not my and thank that's you for joining us, Rain. That was very nice of you to help us yeah. in that story. Of course. Yeah, a little probably a little little yeah, a little little uh, narrative lubrication, if you will, in, in raccoon form. If you will. So Lux has this amazing, wonderful idea to do something that she's calling, and I think it's perfect that we call it Transformation Station. And um, it sounds like a fun little game thing. And uh, Mm -hmm. I won't tell you a big surprise. We'll we'll have her back in a week or two, Mm -hmm. and we'll do a Transformation Station. And so tune in in the future to find out what that's all about. It's like a trailer. Like In a world where a podcast can have freeform narrative content, and it goes a little too long and makes the normal host kind of mad about it. (laughs) One man, one desire. Transformation Station. Sorry, exactly. Taylor. Oh, barely. Oh, barely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so on that note, that brings us into our really bad joke section. Usually what happens is me, so I have this book called Funny Jokes and Foxy Riddles, and I don't agree with any of that title except for the word and. 
And mm-hmm. it has a whole bunch of really bad jokes <laughs> in it. And I haven't read any of these um, beforehand. So each week I just, or not each week, whenever we do this, I just go to the next mm-hmm. page and read them. And I don't even know what's going to happen. And they're usually really bad. And a lot of times, sometimes, other furs have to tell us actually what the joke even means because we don't even get it. Anyway, so okay. barely barely usually has some jokes actually pre 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 high yes. I can talk pre prepared and has mm-hmm. actually looked at things and know that they're bad already anyway but he says yes. them anyway I I got my bad jokes in the shoot my dude You do? I okay, that, yes, that's great. That's I what I was going to ask <laughs> so you can officially barely eyes mm. or Taben knows if you prefer but also barely mm. eyes. <laughs> so I want to ask you a question, Lux, and I actually yes. think you might know the answer. Sure. What is the difference between a fish and a piano? Hmm. Why, Tabin, I don't know. What is the difference between a fish and a piano? Well, you can't tune a fish. <laughs> so now you know. Okay. Now you know. Sure, sure, sure. I, I, okay, I, I, got a, I got a bad one here. So what did Fiddy sent? Do when he got hungry. What did Finnicent do? Oh, when 50, he got... 50, 50, 50 cent. The rapper, oh, what did 50 cent do when he got yeah, hungry? What did 50 cent do when he got hungry? Well, I don't know. There are so many possibilities here. I, What amazing things did 50 cent do when he got hungry? 58. <laughs> <laughs> he sure did. Yes. I, I bet so. I mean, otherwise he'd still mm-hmm. be hungry. There you go. It, it works. It works better when you read it, but yeah. What did one night K N I G H T? What did one night say to the other? Ooh. What did what did one night say to the other? I don't mind jousting with you, Lancelot, but why do you keep yelling stronger than dirt? <laughs> okay, yeah, that's that's definitely one that I have no handles on that joke. I, yeah, I am so- full. In, I am fully in free fall. So, for example, <laughs> so for all our listeners out there, you didn't see it, of course. But as soon as I said that, both Lux and Rain at the both t- at b- the same time, their faces were like they did the cock that tilted their head thing, and were like, "What?" <laughs> and I agree. So, um, shout out to Rain, our chief fact checker for the show, to find out what that actually means. I do believe it was a laundry detergent. It was a laundry detergent ad back in the fifties or sixties. Okay, so th- this joke is like, it's a huge journey in order to get there is, is basically what this is all about. So Lux, tell me some information. Tell me something I don't know. Oh, sure, sure. You know, my friend Joe recently went on the Dolly Parton diet. Oh, did he? And you know what it did to him? What did that do to him? It uh, it made Jolene, 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 Jolene. Oh, <laughs> oh my cow, <laughs> fluff indeed. I mean, Woo! you can't argue with that, though, right? I mean, yeah. it's really true. I'm, say, I'm begging of him, please don't. Take <laughs> please don't take my food. You know what's really sad? There was something really sad. And it was so sad that mm-hmm. the mother flea was crying. Do you know why the mother flea was crying? Oh, why was the mother flea crying? Because her children had gone to the dogs. 
All right. Let's see what I got here. Uh, I've, I've got a pretty witty one, actually. So, uh, and this one's not even a question. It's more of a story. So a gentleman gets a call at his work and it's the principal. And he's like, man, your son's in a lot of trouble. You know, your son is a terrible liar. And the man said, actually, he's a pretty good liar. I don't have a son. Oh, well, <laughs> indeed. Indeed. I say indeed. <laughs> Oh, well. So speaking of that, I need to know, I'm not a good Mm -hmm. fishing pup. So, but you know, I like fish and everything. What could you tell me, Lux, what is the best way to catch a fish? What's the best way to catch a fish? Hmm. Well, I don't know. What does your book say? (laughs) Well, (laughs) well, my book is my book of lots of knowledge that I'm looking mm-hmm. up. So I looked it up. I wanted to know the best way to catch a fish. And it turns out that mm-hmm. the best way to catch a fish is to have someone throw it to you. Ah! Oh dear. Yeah. So, so like, it's like that fish market in Japan, right? Where they're tossing the fish to each other. <laughs> in Japan, right. Yeah. Japan. <laughs> yeah. Like in, in, in the Japan. In the Japan. Ah. All right, let's take a look here. So, yes, tell, I've got no more. So, Lux, tell me some other stuff I don't know. You know, whenever my wife is upset, I let her color on my in my black and white tattoos. You know why? Oh, really? Why would why would that happen? Because she just really needed a shoulder to crayon. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, sometimes you just really need that. Really need that. There's a little, there's a little cane that comes off like my camera. Just yanks and, me and it, it just, yeah, it, you're gone, you're gone. So, <laughs> speaking of gone, that brings us to the end, which I think every fur is um, excited about. Finally, we're at the end. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so there it is. We made it. So, how was your time as co-host been for you, Lux? Ooh, on a scale from one to ten wags, I would call it a perfect ten out of ten wag. I'm wagging so hard that I destroyed a small city. That you, oh, poor, but mm-hmm. it was very worth it. I mean, I feel bad for the city, but wasn't it worth yeah. it? Got the fluff wags all going on. Well, it was a city full of jerks. So don't worry about it. Really, <laughs> <laughs> good riddance that make room for me. Goodbye, fluff. jerk exactly. city. Exactly. There you go. Yeah, I had a great time. Thank you so much for uh, for having me on and guest hosting. Depending on how the editing goes, hopefully this episode sees the light of day. Either that, or it'll become. Episode. This is the last episode. Cast. The last right, part of the deep lore. There'll be there'll be furries passing around little cassette tapes at conventions, being like, "Oh man, you de- you never heard this one. It didn't make it on the air." But there, there's a reason. There is a total reason yeah. you never heard just, this. They're one. all like crowding around like the Teddy Ruxpin that they put the cassette in, and its little lips are moving, and it's like, "My name is Lux Copper <laughs> or something." But yeah, I had fun. Great, <laughs> great. To all the furries out there in podcast land, so long, farewell, Alvitas, and goodbye. Yes, and thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, all you furs, for listening to us. We hope we entertained you. We hope you learned some things. If you made it to the end, then we love you so much. We hug so tight with pauses. That's amazing. Even if you heard the the first few minutes and you're like, nope, nope, not going to do this again. Thank you for those first few minutes. That was very uh, nice of you. So we, of course, wish you a great week. We hope you have a wonderful day, wonderful week, and we'll bark at you next time. Thanks so much. 
I wag. Bark. Bark. Barely Forecasting is an Injured Nerves production and is found on all major podcast platforms or can be heard directly at barelyforecasting.com. The opinions expressed here are those of the co-hosts and their guests, and no commercial compensation was granted. This week's podcast was produced, recorded, and directed by Rain Raccoon. It is edited by myself and our associate editors, Rain Raccoon and Bixby Wolf. This week's interview was edited by Bixby Wolf. Opening and closing theme music, as well as some interstitial music, was created for Injured Nerves Productions for the use on the podcast by our music associate, Reg Day, with Damien Tanuki. If you would like to hear more music by Reg Day, you can search for Tweezerbeak on Bandcamp or Hoop Loop Tunes on SoundCloud. Other interstitial and background music by Shane Ivers through SilvermanSound.com, Gator Tots on SoundCloud.com, and the YouTube Free Use Library. If you would like to send us a message, you can do so via email at barelyfurcasting at gmail.com or on our Telegram chat at BFFTChat, on Twitter, on our Facebook page, or on the BarelyFurcasting.com webpage. You can help support the show through donations at ko-fi.com forward slash BarelyFurcasting or through Patreon at Patreon.com forward slash BarelyFurcasting. Thanks to our guest co-host Lux Operon, and thanks to Rain Raccoon for his work on producing and editing this week's show. And thanks to you, our listeners, for listening. We hope you come back and listen next week. Music